This is the Jewel City Church Podcast, and this time we're doing something a little bit different. We're joining Unite Youth for their eight-week series, New Year, New Habits. So gear up with your Bibles as we set out to develop better disciplines in following the Lord. All right, so... Now that we're here, and it's already 7.01, um, we are going to quickly boot scoop boogie through our next lesson, or our next discipline. And so, just a quick recap of the past several weeks. So, we spent our first week just talking about the spiritual disciplines. In the past two weeks, we have talked about studying the Word. So, we've talked about what the Word is, what the Word does, and how we can read it. And one of the ways that we talked about how we can read it is the SOAP method. What does SOAP stand for? Excellent work. Okay, and then last week, when we were talking about observations, we also kind of went a little more in depth with, so when we make observations, we want to do like the when, the who, the where, and the what is happening. Um, And another way that we define these or explain these, like kind of how you would analyze a book or a movie, were by what three things. Do you guys remember? Setting. Yeah. Plot. Character. Yeah, that's correct. Good job, Eliza. All right. So setting, character, and plot. And so when we read scripture, um, it's important too, and this should be the first slide, um, read scripture within the context surrounding it. And so when we read scripture, we don't just want to read it in isolation or by itself. Um, And if you guys are following along in your notes, um, that is where we are on the first little bubble. And so reading it within the context surrounding it. So not reading one verse by itself and taking the meaning from that, but also reading the whole thing. Um, And then taking note of the setting, characters, and plot um, as we're making observations so you can better understand what you're reading. And it's also important to ask questions about things we don't understand and seek to find answers through those questions for those questions. That's kind of a weird way to word that on my part. But we're gonna ask questions and we're gonna seek to find answers for them. Because it's good to ask questions, right? That's kind of one of the notes I had you guys write down on the side last week. Um, Because the word of God should stir up questions in our heart um, and we should look at it through a lens of curiosity. And so we can answer these questions through asking God for understanding in prayer Additional scripture reading. So last week we talked about cross-references and the concordance and different things that we can use to find other scriptures that support and help give um, more information about the passage that we are currently reading. Um, And then by using tools and resources available to us. And so last week, which just kind of gave you guys two of them, but last week we also talked about some tools and some resources that you guys can use to study the word and to help you understand it. Can you guys give me some of the ones that we talked about? Got questions. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> There's gotquestions.org, which if you guys like turn over in your binder, Hannah, I have my own binder this week. I don't have to use yours. But if you turn over here, you can see a link to a lot of the resources we talked about last week. Um, they're also in this week's um, little weekly devotions. And so we talked about got questions. What else did we talk about? Right now, media. Olivia, what did you say? Okay, right now media, which is a source, a resource that's available to you free through the church. Um, and then what else do we talk about? What's, what are some things we talked about in the Bible? Some resources and tools in the Bible. The glossary. the glossary, yes. We love a good glossary. We love definitions. What else? 
So we have our cross-references, right? So the cross-references, which I don't have, ooh, Bible. My Bible does not have cross-references. So if you're looking at your Bible, your cross-references, again, just to recap for those who weren't here last week, are down here. Um, not all Bibles have cross-references, but if you want a Bible that does have cross-references, please take a Bible at the end of the service. Um, feet are also good for pointing. You don't need hands to do that. Um, so they're down here, and so you can look at a verse, so like this is referencing Second Chronicles I think 34, 19, and then it will give you another verse beside it. It says Joshua 7, 6, and you can go look that up, and it will complement the verse that you just read. Um, and then there's a concordance in the back that has a bunch of different topics and things that also gives you other verses that go along with that. So if you looked up the word baptism, it would have a bunch of verses that relate to baptism, and that would be in the back, and the glossary is in the back. And then these Bibles also have commentaries. So those are some of the tools we talked about last week, and some of the online tools, like I said, are just on like the next page on the back if you want to check out those. Um, and so you can also look back at last week's notes to see more about those. And so tonight, we're gonna to be talking about biblical meditation, which really this could have been like, study the word part three, but we're gonna call it biblical meditation. And so um, for the past couple of weeks, we've kind of been sitting in Psalm 119, nine through six. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and read that again. Um, um, so 119, nine through six, it says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commands. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statuses. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all of the riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statuses and I will not forget your word. And so, quick recap um, of this, this verse. So how can we stay pure? How can we continue to walk the straight and narrow path? By seeking him with our whole heart, by guarding ourselves according to his word and truth, um, by storing up his word in our heart, by declaring his word from our mouth, by meditating on and delighting in his word. And those are some of the things that this verse tells us. And so in the past couple of weeks, as we have been talking about studying the word, we've kind of already talked about, um, we've already talked about, you know, seeking him uh, with all of our heart, a lot of, some of that is reading the word. Part of that is reading his word so that we can seek him, so that we can know him. Um, and then as we read his word, the Holy Spirit works in us and in our lives and in our hearts to be able to walk in truth. And then we've also talked about um, how the more we read the word, the more delight we will get from it. So the more we spend time in the word, the more that we'll want to read the word. And these are some of the things that we've already talked about, and we haven't specifically talked about declaring his word from our mouths, but when we've talked about the prayer part of soap, we've talked about you know praying the word, praying about what you've just read, praying through that word. Um, but there is great power and importance in declaring the word with our mouths. And so the things we really haven't talked about um, is storing up his word in our hearts and meditating on his words. And so that is what we're going to talk about tonight. And so when you guys think of meditation, just think of the word, meditation. What kind of things do you guys think about? <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you say? Quiet, yeah. What did you say? Yoga, yeah. Okay, anybody else have any other thoughts? So the first thought that typically comes to our mind, I mean, being completely honest, is, you know, kind of sitting crisscross, applesauce on the floor, like some kind of yoga, some kind of like, Mm, like that kind of that kind of thing, and so 
That is exactly what it is not. And so what biblical meditation is not, it is not a mindfulness technique that seeks a state of enlightenment, peace, and happiness. And this would be what is typical of a traditional Eastern meditation or mysticism. And it is not a practice of emptying the mind. And so that's one of the things that the Eastern meditation teaches. You empty your mind, you empty yourself in order to reach this higher enlightenment, this higher sense of life. And so that is what meditation, biblical meditation is not. So that is not what we are doing. That is not what we are practicing. Just want to clarify that. (laughs) Okay. So now what biblical meditation is. So biblical meditation is actively concentrating one's thoughts on the Lord. It's a practice that brings one closer in fellowship to the Lord. And it is to focus solely on the word of God and what it reveals about him and his works. And so we are thinking about him. We are thinking about his word. We are thinking about what he's done. We are actively putting our attention to him. And so in scripture, we see that there are two different Hebrew words used for meditation in scripture. And together they are used over 58 times, which is the next slide. If everybody has that one, yeah. And so what does this tell us? If it's used over 58 times in the Bible, what does, like that's a lot. What does that tell us? That it's important, exactly. So it's mentioned over 58 times. It means it's important. It's, a mere, it's important to our spiritual walk with the Lord. And so... Um, biblical meditation, it can be used to listen to God's word, to reflect on God's work, to rehearse God's deeds, and to ruminate on God's law. And so as we read the word, and we've kind of talked about this in previous weeks, but as we read the word, that we wouldn't just read it, close our Bible, and throw it to the side. That's not the goal of reading the word. That's not going to transform your life if you're just reading it like you would any other regular book. But the goal when we read the word is to think about it, to sit there with it. As we, you know, read this scripture, we just read in Psalm 119, you know, that I'm thinking about, okay, it says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to his word. Then I'm thinking about that. Like, what does it mean, you know, by guarding it according to his word? And like, thinking about it, what it means, thinking about how I can apply it to my life, which in some ways you guys have already been doing because you guys have been making observations about it. You guys have been making, applica- you guys have been figuring out the application that this word has um, to your lives each and every day um, over the past couple weeks. But that we would actively think about it and that we wouldn't just stop thinking about it. Okay, I've had my diva time for the day. Like some of you are probably morning diva people. And I know Rebecca shared earlier this morning that she's a nighttime devo person and probably some of the other of you are also nighttime devo people. But that we wouldn't just let it stop there. We wouldn't sit with our word, make the observations, applications, put it away and then not think about it again. But that we would continue to think about it throughout the day, that we would continue to think about what it means, um, how it reflects God and um, thinking about what God has done for us, just like rehearsing God's deeds, so we would go over what God has done and we would think about it and that we would ruminate, which if you don't know what ruminate means, it pretty much just means to think on, on God's law. So how should, we, um, how should we be living for him? How should we be living for Christ? And so um, one way uh, to say this, um, actually Paul said in Philippians 4, 8, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so 
What are these things? These things are the word of God. The, the word of God is pure, that it is honorable, that it is pure, I already said pure, that it is lovely, that it is true, that it is commendable. It is all of these things. And so Paul is telling us right here to think upon these things um, and to think upon, um, and one way we can do that is to think upon the word of God and think about um, who God is and what God has done and all of these things. And then um, what it produces, which we actually talked about this verse earlier in the series, but Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on the law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. And so this verse is saying that, you know, when we meditate on the word, when we keep the word in our minds, that we are like a tree planted by water. And a tree by, planted by water is going to flourish because that soil is damp. That soil has all the things that it needs to grow and produce fruit. And so as we meditate on the word, as we think upon it, as we keep it in our minds and we keep it at the forefront of our thoughts, that it would transform us from the inside out, that it would cause us to produce fruit, that it would cause us to grow um, in the Lord. And then I have a couple quotes just from some really smart people that are smarter than me. Um, but one thing that Charles Spurgeon said was, the more you read the Bible and the more you meditate on, meditate on it, the more, the more you will be astonished with it. And isn't that true? Just like we talked about how we will grow to delight in the word, just as the psalm that we read said, that the more we read it, the more we think about it, the more... Um, kind of almost like epiphanies that, that we have, that God reveals to us about the word, that the more astonished we will be by it and the deeper meaning that it will have. I've read the Bible many times. I've read the same scripture many times, but it's each time there's something fresh. There's a fresh word from the Lord in it. And so we will be astonished by it. And then Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he says, why do I meditate? Because I am a Christian. Therefore, every day in which I do not penetrate more deeply into the knowledge of God's word and Holy Scripture is a lost day for me. I can only move forward with certainty upon the firm ground of the word of God. And so just thinking about that, especially that line where he says, every day in which I do not get deep into the word of God um, is a lost day. So any day that is absent or apart from the word, um, it is a lost day. And um, what a great thing it would be for us to look upon the word like that. Um, that again, that we would delight in it, that we would love it, but um, that it, we would want to be in the word and that we'd want to meditate on it. And so kind of another part of this or another thing, you know, we talked about in Psalm 119, going back to our original verse and verse 11, talks about storing up the word in our heart. And so um, what does this look like? And so... Um, Bible memorization, scripture memorization, which is another way we can even meditate on the word of just going over a verse over and over and over again in our head. Um, and I think one thing for me growing up, like I did like Sunday school and they always had us memorize verses and I was like a kid and I was like, oh, this is just, when I grew up, I kind of felt like it was something that just kept me occupied as a kid. I'm like, oh, this was something they did to keep me busy because I was a child and they wanted to give me something to do. And then in adulthood, I'm like, man, I really wish that throughout like middle and high school and even like probably college, I had worked more towards like scripture memorization because I didn't realize its value at that time. Like I was just like, oh, this is just a little like 
keep the kids busy, but it's really something so much more. And so what Bible memorization is not is that it's not just regurgitation, which that's what my false belief of it was um, from my childhood. And I'm not saying that they taught me that that's what it was, but that's just for some reason what I picked up that it was. But what memorization is, is, is that it's a great weapon against, the, against sin and the enemy. And it is a tool to simply not hear or read the word, but to internalize it. And so as we memorize the word that it is in our spirits, that it is in our hearts, that in moments when we need it, in moments when we're battling sin or we're battling the enemy, that the verse, that the scripture, that the word of God, the truth is right there in our heads and in our hearts. Um, Proverbs 4, 20, 22 says, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to hear my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight and keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and hearing to all their, and healing to all of their flesh. And so um, if you know anything about Proverbs, Proverbs, uh, Solomon wrote it to his son as like a book of wisdom and he's saying, keep my words. And he imparted all of this wisdom through the Proverbs. But how true this is for us that as we, um, read the word, that we would not let these sayings, that we would not let these scriptures, that we would not let the word escape from our sight, that we would keep them within our heart because it truly is healing to know them. And that kind of goes back to that uh, second of what memorization is. Of It is a tool to simply not hear or read the word, but to internalize it, to keep it in our hearts. And then we read in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. So this was, Jesus had just spent 40 days in the wilderness fasting and praying um, and preparing for his ministry, which he went without food and water for 40 days. If I go a few hours without food, I get a little grumpy. So you can imagine that Jesus, not saying Jesus was grumpy because Jesus was Jesus, but you know, he's at a vulnerable point. And it says in Matthew 4, 1, it says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Makes sense. Um, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took to him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike a foot against stone. And Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put your, the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All of this I will give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him and angels came and attended to him. And so we see in these verses that um, Jesus is literally battling the enemy with scripture. And the other fun, not funny thing, but Satan is also quoting scripture to Jesus. And he's, you remember how we talked about out of context that we don't want to read the word out of context. He's taking the verses and he's saying them out of context. But Jesus, who had the word deeply planted in his heart, was able to combat Satan's lies with the truth. And so it's the same in our lives, that knowing the word, that having it internalized, having it stored in our hearts is so powerful so that when the enemy comes, so that when lies come against us, so that when somebody comes to us and says, doesn't the word of God say this, that we know what the truth is. And so that is what... Um, that is what that looks like. So that is what, when we think about meditating on the word and when we think about storing up his word in our heart, 
those are some of the things that that looks like. And so this week, um, so each week we have been having um, different de- devotions to go along with um, what we've been talking about. And so you can apply what we've been learning. And so this coming week, you're going to be applying to your life biblical meditation and memorization. And so together, as a group, we're going to be memorizing John 6:40, which is also a part of your readings this week. Um, and then we are also, my challenge to you is, you know, all of these verses that we read about meditating us, meditating on his word day and night. And so that you would take what you read and not just, again, read it, toss your Bible to the side, but that you would think about it. You would think about it through the day. If you have a spare moment between classes and you're just like, I'm not doing anything, you would think about the thing that you read that morning or the last night and that you would think about what that means to your life. You would think about what that says about God um, and you would think about uh, what he's done for you and who he is. And so that is the challenge this week. Um, And uh, I'm gonna pray and close this in just a minute, but and I probably should have explained this better last week, but if you, so these were your notes, but this has everything that you're gonna be doing this week, just an explanation, and then all the different resources. Uh, and so you'll read, observations, you'll soap, you'll soap. I like to use soap as a verb now, and I just like to say, you gotta soap. And if you know, you're not talking about the scripture, you just ope it. It's like, you gotta ope that scripture, you know? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> this is, sometimes I think I'm funny. So on the Dig Deeper section, this week, Last week, I gave you all like specific things to do. Um, my challenge is this week is that you would read the scripture and you would try to figure it out on your own. At the bottom, I do, if you really are like, I don't know where to start, I don't know what to use, I don't know what tools to use, I do have what tools you can use, like just a little suggestion. But um, if you would want to, again, uh, just try to figure that out on your own that you would challenge yourself because I'm not gonna be by your side like for the rest of your life saying, oh, this is the tool you should use for that so that you would challenge yourself to figure it out um, on your own. And then there's the memorization section. So you'll just copy the verse down. But I also challenge you, don't just co- like write it down every day, but also say it out loud. You know, we talked about briefly declaring the word out loud that you would declare it um, over your life and that you would declare it um, out into the world because it is truth and that you would meditate on what you read. And so um, I encourage you to do these. I know I said this last week. I don't put these together just for my own fun. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I love putting together these devos. Um, I think it's a really good thing. But I really want to empower you all to be readers of the word, to be daily readers and consumers of the word, to know how to study it, to be equipped, to answer these questions you might have, to be equipped um, to know and love the word, to delight in it like we read in Psalm 119. And so with all of that being said, um, I'm gonna pray and then I have a couple announcements and then we will go. All right. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you. Um, God, we thank you for your word. That is truth. We thank you that it is a weapon, that it is, um, God, that it is powerful. Just as Jesus uh, combated the enemy, God, that we can use the word to combat the enemy too when he comes at us with lies and with manipulation and with anything else, any other attacks that he may have. God, that we have your word to rely on. We have your truth to rely on. And God, I just pray that um, this week as we dive into your word, as we continue diving into John, God, that you would just... uh, Make yourself known to each of these students and leaders, Lord, that you would um, just reveal yourself, God, that you would meet them right where they're at, and God, that as they have questions, that you would answer them, and that you would guide them, and you would lead them, and Lord, uh, 
that your word would just stay and remain on their hearts, God, and that they would store it up just as your scripture says, God, and that they would delight in it. God, they would find delight in reading it and knowing it and in knowing you. Lord, we just love you. We thank you. God, I thank you for each and every student in this room. God, it is such um, such a blessing to meet together and to, to dive into your word and um, just to learn, learn about you, God. So we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 